When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I have no idea how this will sound because I am at the beach and I thought like podcasting at the beach, I'm like, feel like it's a vibe, you know, I, I will have to listen to this and see how it sounds. Welcome to the kingdom, you guys. Welcome back. If you are a frequent listener, I'm so happy that you're here. If you're a new listener, welcome. It has been quite a while since I sat down and chatted. I've been posting interviews, I think, pretty. I've been posting interviews mostly because I've been kind of avoiding you guys. <laughs> I just knew, like, if I had this mic by myself, I just knew if I had this mic by myself, it would get too deep and I would have to actually, like, face my emotions and thoughts and I've been I've been avoiding them I know we get pretty deep on this podcast I know I can sometimes feel I I have since the beginning since the genesis of this podcast I've kind of felt I don't know like free to speak whatever is on my mind and kind of vulnerable and open but recently, I've been wanting to hide. And it wasn't until I was listening to other podcasts kind of related to how I was feeling that I was like, there's so much power in just saying how you feel. And I, I know I believe in that. But I don't know, for, some, for the past couple months, I've just wanted to just not say anything and kind of hide until it all subsided, which I think is a pretty good idea you know sometimes you just have to shut off the mic shut off the cameras for a little bit cut the cameras you just gotta have to cut the cameras because it gets too much and I don't know there's a balance between like growing with your audience and having them there through it all and then sometimes you just kind of have to go away and go through it before like releasing it you kind of have to go through before releasing it and I don't think I'm all the way through it I think I'm just like right on the cusps cusp of like getting through it but I am finally well enough to have the microphone again solo and bracing y'all y'all kind of you don't scare me but I just treasure you and I respect you so much that I don't want to waste your time, you know. And yeah, I think that I always feel like I have to put my best foot forward when it comes to you guys, especially podcast, because y'all are near and dear to my heart. I think everyone knows the podcast is my favorite. If if I had children the favoritism would be so clear. 
no, that's not what I mean. If I had, if if podcasts and YouTube and Instagram and all of them were children, I feel like the favoritism will be very very clear because I do love you, contrary to popular belief, <laughs> aka me not me not showing up. But here I am. I am. I'm not even going to say the words because it just pains me to. And I hope that the beach isn't too loud. I thought it would be a vibe. And maybe I'm going to listen back to this and, and throw away the audio because I, it's too loud. We'll see. Or maybe it's a vibe. Maybe you're just chilling with me. I also like that. But, yeah, let's address the elephant in the room. I kind of hid. Why did I hide? I hid because it got too ugly. Like, it got too ugly. And, damn, like, I don't even know how much I want to share, but I really, I really, like, the devil is just so, he's so awful. He's really awful. He really does come to steal, kill, and destroy. And I, he had me for a while. You had me in the first half. I'm not going to lie. He did have me for a while. Um, June, July, August were some of my darkest months. Let's add May into it. Should we? Maybe May. Honestly, April, May, June, July, August have been some of my darkest, darkest months. And it, it is tragic to kind of admit. But I never was someone that ever got like, and this is a trigger warning um, for anyone like battling depression or suicidal thoughts. If you don't want to listen to this, please... Listen to your body, listen to yourself, listen to how you feel. If you want to check out of this podcast, just check out. Sometimes you don't need to, like, revisit it or live it, you know? And I completely feel you. Like, now, nowadays, I only want to, like, consume happy content and not content of people, like, sad because I was there, you know? And I'm, I kind of feel a little bit there, but it's fine. Um, yeah, I never was one to, like really deal with heavy things like that i i know that once in a while in college i will go through some bouts of like depression and be in bed for two weeks or something but yeah for the past couple months i have been completely completely depressed like it's not even a joke there's no other word for it i have searched the entire internet. I haven't, but let's just say I did. I don't think there's any other word for it. Just like straight up despair. And there was just not a day that went by where I didn't like visualize like me kind of ending it all. And it's not funny. I just laugh because it's just so dark that, like, I don't even know how to even say this. But it's weird because I would have never pegged me for 
someone that thought thoughts like that and I feel like it wasn't me to be honest but yeah I just got hit with the most 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 suicidal thoughts and it was just it came out of nowhere I think there was a lot that happened to me and my family in the month of May and June and still ongoing and it just felt like one thing after another after another and then so yeah I'm just dealing with that and then also dealing with like thinking about getting married like I'm like dang like I feel like my life is in shambles I feel like my family is in shambles and now I have to like think about getting married and like leaving my family and like trying to do this super like happy exciting thing that is so joyous and prior to this summer like I was completely looking forward to it we talked about it all the time I was so excited and then I think you know the devil just comes to strike at like the most odd odd times and something that was so fun and exciting and beautiful just became so daunting and heavy and sad and just so much like so much and i was i was completely like gone to be honest i was just walking around kind of like on autopilot <laughs> and just like doing the day by day things but I was deeply deeply sad and heavy burdened with so many things so many things and yeah I I remember at like one day in bed I just like was like laying there and I had to, like, grip the side of my bed because it felt like I was genuinely, like, drowning and sinking. Well, thank you. Oh, that's very pretty. Wow. Yeah, I genuinely felt like I was literally, like, sinking down and down and down. I had to actually, like, hold on to my bed because... It felt physical, you know? And I'm, like, grabbing onto my bed because I'm, like, I, I genuinely feel like I'm, like, dr drowning. And, like, if I don't hold on to my bed right now, I might just, like, sink down into it. It was bad. It was bad for a while. And I was not, like, really expecting it. I mean, I guess nobody really expects these things. But it completely took me by surprise because I'd never, ever, ever felt this way in my life and so I didn't know like how to deal with it and so I just hid I just hid from like everything that I had to do YouTube podcast I, I just hid from every, everything because it felt too ugly like I couldn't show my face it felt too just ugly and gross so I feel like one day I'll begin to unpack like how does how do you go through something like this and, like, make it out? Because a lot of people don't make it out. And a lot of people kind of also just stay in that state for, like, years and years on end. And one day I will, 
But all I know is that the only thing I did was completely submerge myself in. And thank God for my church home that I found in New York City. I just had to completely involve myself in church. That was the only thing that was saving me, guys. I was literally at church. <laughs> I was at church Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Like any time there was a gathering in church, I had to be there because I could not be alone. Like I could not be alone. Being alone was too scary. It was too overwhelming it was too dark like and I just knew I just had to be in the presence of God like I just I yeah either in the presence of God or just surrounded by people like I just had to keep hanging out with people I had to keep hanging out with Lucas I had to keep talking to my siblings on the phone like just completely surround myself because anytime I was alone oh my goodness anytime I was alone it was terrifying the thoughts in my head like it was actually scary and I can't believe that my brain was able to like conjure up these emotions and thoughts and visuals like I would have this craziest visuals so that's that on that that is the elephant in the room <laughs> was that I was yeah yeah usually when I like I go away from the podcast for a bit or something. I stop creating. I feel like usually it's for like some like random reason. But this time I genuinely like I couldn't pick up my my mic. I couldn't pick up anything. And also I had a lot of these thoughts that were telling me like nobody cares what you say. Literally, why are you doing this? Like, why are you even here on earth in general but also like what like why are you doing anything that you're doing like none of it matters and it is just such a complete lie it's such a complete lie because when I look at other people that are doing like the things that God has called them to do and like walking in their purpose and they help me so much and it's like if there was a voice in their head telling them that they shouldn't be here and that they don't matter and like anything that they're doing doesn't matter, then I wouldn't be able to receive the gift that is them and the gifts that God has put in them that's helping me, you know? And so, yeah, it, it blows my mind that, like, I'm, I'm having these thoughts and I, I believe it. And then I stop doing what, like, God has called me to do. And then I... I that like is like creating a gap or like kind of a hole in the in the body of Christ if I must say I mean if you don't do it God will use someone else too but like God wants to use you you know what I mean like your gifts matter whatever you're doing matters even if it's just like one person yeah I had that lie in my head for a while too that kind of stopped me from doing a lot and I I feel like with the conversations that I've been having on the podcast and the interview and my recent podcast with the Just Different Brothers, I need to do an interview with them again on this pod. But, yeah, I did a second interview with them, and I feel like you could kind of, even, even like, doing that interview, it was a battle to get there. Like, they had asked me to 
record like I think once or twice before and I just told them like I feel like I have nothing to say. I feel like I have nothing of importance to say. And so, sorry, guys, like, I can't come on your podcast. (laughs) And it's just kind of sad. And, you know, they finally asked me again. And I I had to fight those thoughts. Like, why do you think that you don't have anything of importance to say? Like, that's a lie. And that's just the enemy trying to stop you from doing what God wants you to do. So, yeah, that is kind of the gist. That's where I've been. I've been, like, at war genuinely. Like, I have never been I have never been at war like that, to be honest. And it felt like I was getting, like, attacked from all sides, and then my family was getting attacked, and it was just, like, truly a battle. Like, I was battling for my life and for my purpose and I had to stay in church I had to stay praying I had to stay worshiping like as bad as it felt and as like horrible as it felt like I just knew the minute I stop bringing God in every single day I lose like I will completely lose this battle I will completely lose this battle and it would not be purity it would not be pretty so I just had to keep calling on God like every single morning, just every single morning, day, night, just like crying out to him like, yo, I am fighting for my life. It feels like I'm drowning every single day. It feels like the devil is like pulling me down, 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 down into a deep, dark hole. And I just need someone to like reach out and yank me out. And I think maybe I was looking for like a drastic, like, boom, one day I wake up and like, the skies are bluer and the greens are greener or something like that. But it was just a slow, gradual process. And I think for anyone listening that feels that kind of way, like it's okay if you keep praying to God and you feel like nothing's changing. You keep praying to God and you feel like like everything is still the same. You're still in deep despair like day in and day out. Because slowly, seriously, slowly, slowly but surely, the sun will shine again, I promise you. And I feel like um, it's kind of been shining for me recently. Maybe it's because I've been in L.A. for two weeks. But I don't know. I think, I think it's, oh, I don't think. I know it has gotten better because I am recording a podcast. And that's just how I know that, like, it's gotten better. And that I'm doing better. I feel, I feel better. Like I haven't had any of those like dark suicidal thoughts in a long time. And like maybe almost a month, which is good because they used to be like literally every day. Like the minute I close my eyes, I'm going to even just blink and the thought is there. Like I could not escape it. And so I haven't had that for a long time. I feel like I haven't also been weighed down. I've been feeling lighter. I've been feeling happy again. I feel more excited about things again. Like even like creating and enjoying life. Like I genuinely in my heart feel better, which is so good. And it's so nice looking back like, wow, like it has gotten better for me you know, um, slowly, 
And I think, I think the icing on the cake was moving back to Massachusetts, which is also like another elephant in the room. Why did I move back? I don't know. One day I got home from work uh, in New York City. I was working at a design studio. I still am, but remotely. So I'm working at this design studio. And one day I get home and I, I feel so heavy. Like this was like, this might have been like the pinnacle of everything. It was just like I got home, I dropped my bags, and I just wanted to like wail and just cry out for like, I just wanted to cry. And I don't know why it was nothing, you know, and that's the thing about these kind of things. It's just like you can't really pinpoint anything. It just feels like a heavy spirit that's on you. And so I came home and I was very like, I just wanted to wail and like scream and cry. And I dropped my bags and I'm like, I need to listen to worship music. Like that is the only way. And so I listened to worship music, and I was crying for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I see, like, I'm closing my eyes, and I see my room that I'm laying in right now, in my bedroom in New York City. The room that I'm laying in right now, that mo- at that moment, not right now, at that moment. I see visions of it empty and, like, up on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, like, oh, no, I don't want to move back home. And, like, immediately I just knew, like, God was saying, like, just go home. And I was like, why? I mean, a lot of the reasons why I was just feeling so heavy was, you know, home and family stuff. So I didn't want to go home. You know, New York City is kind of like an escape for me because it's, then I have to deal with, like, what's going on at home, and I don't want to. So I don't want to go back home, but I'm closing my eyes. I'm listening to worship, and I'm seeing visions of me of my room empty on Facebook Marketplace. And I'm just like, immediately, no. I'm like, God, no. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And so I call my friend, um, Jerome, who's been on the podcast before. Uh, I, well, first I call his brother Sam. Some of you guys know Sam. He, um, he doesn't pick up. <laughs> I called Jerome, but I, I wasn't calling them about moving back. I was just I was just calling because I needed someone to talk to. Like I needed, um, like I just needed someone to pray for me, and I felt like I had, like Lucas had been listening to me talk about stuff like this for, like every single day that I was like, okay, I don't want to bother him again. Let me call somebody else and see if they can tell me what to do with my pain. And so Jerome picks up and I'm just like, yo, like I genuinely, like I am, I have been depressed and suicidal for a while, for like a couple months. I just, I just confess and that's all I said. I was like, I need help. You know, like, I just need help. I feel like I am just sinking further and further down. And immediately he's like, if you feel like you should go home, don't think that you failed. And that was the first thing that he said. And I was like, what, Jerome? Like, 
30 minutes ago, I was seeing visions of my apartment on Facebook Marketplace. And he's like, yeah. He's like, don't think that you failed if you think you should go back home. Like, don't look at it as a failure. And I'm like, why do you think I should go back home? Like, I don't want to go back home. He's like, you should go back home. And I think that was just confirmation, you know, because I literally felt like God was telling me to go back home. And then I phoned a friend to help me through, like, the heaviness I was feeling. And he immediately also says to go back home. So I was like, dang, after that, I feel like my mind had been made up because it feels like God showed me something and then it got confirmed through Jerome immediately. So I was like, "Mm, damn, I think I need to go back home. And so then I, I started looking for someone to replace me. And lo and behold, my empty room did end up on Facebook Marketplace. And that's how we found a roommate. Uh, a roommate for my other roommates because I was leaving. But I had already renewed my lease and everything. Like, I had no plans of going back home. But it's just like, it just, everything changed one night. It just felt like I was like, just go back home. And it made sense to go back home. Looking looking back, like, my mom just built a new house in back home. So... It just, timing was exactly right because the house was done September 15th and I moved back home September 1st. So immediately as I moved away, I moved back into my house. We had to move into a brand new house. So that's kind of like the icing on top. It's just like, it makes it feel not too bad being back home because it's not the exact same house. Like, we have a new house, which is nice. Um, it also helps me save money because Lucas and I are going to get married soon and live in the same apartment soon. So it makes sense that I, I shouldn't pay or renew my lease for another year and pay New York City rent for another year if I'm going to be moving in soon, you know? So... And then also just, like, I just had to face what was going on in my household. And I had to face what was going on internally. And I think the only way to do that was to go back. It was, like, going back to move forward. You know, I couldn't really escape from everything forever. <laughs> like, at some point I had to face them. And I had to face myself. I had to face god and i think new york city is so good for like distraction but i think god is just caught was calling me back home to just like just sit in the quiet sit in sit in the darkness sit in the darkness sit in the quiet just really just like look inward you know i think he wants me to get to the place where it was just me and him again a place of consecration and seclusion, kind of like in my debt to self era when it was just me and him and my Bible in the summertime, nobody else around. And I think he's calling me back there again, just like a place of retreat. So just go home, be with your family. Y'all grieve whatever it is you need to grieve together, fight through the pain together. Fight through your own pain together. Grieve who you 
are right now because in a you know in a few in a blink of an eye you're going to be married and you're going to have to adapt to that kind of life so it's just like I think it's just like one last hurrah back home and I think it's good I I didn't like it at first but I think it's good for me and I I can see why he wanted me to go back home now granted as soon as I moved out of New York City I put all my stuff in storage and stuff I literally haven't been home (laughs) Um, I was home for a week I helped pack up the house so that they could move it into the new house then I went to New York for Lucas's art show opening came back home to do more packing and then went back to New York City for his birthday and then we're out in LA went out in LA for two weeks for his birthday so tomorrow um October 1st I will be going back to New York City and then back to Massachusetts our flight from LA is tomorrow morning so Literally October 1st, I will be starting the month of, I'll be starting the month of October back home in New York City. No, back home in Massachusetts. I will have to go to New York City first because that's where our flight lands and I'll take the bus to Mass. And then for the whole month of October, I will be home. I will be home. I will be facing my fears of being home. I'll be facing my fears of being in silence because I, I was avoiding the silence for so long i told you guys i was just like surrounding myself with people and being in church every day that i could because i i couldn't bear what the silence brought um it's funny how god works because the new house that my family and i are going to be living in or they're going to be living in i'm going to be living in for a little bit it's literally a fifth of the size. Well, not the house. The town that is it's in is a fifth of the size of my old town. And I already moved away from my old town because it was just super suburban. And I was like, I want to be in the city. There's nothing to do out here. There's no creativity. There's no community. I want to be in the city. Like... The town is a fifth of the size. So it's even more secluded. It's even more quiet. It's even more, like, lonesome. But I think, yeah, God is just calling me there, calling me in that place of quiet, in that place of seclusion, in that place of consecration. And I and I don't know entirely what he's doing, but... I can already see it in the way that I feel. Like, I already feel way better than I was when I was in New York City for the last couple months. And I know that he is doing something new. I know that he is birthing something in me, a a renewed spirit, a renewed mind, a renewed sense of hope and joy and life. And I think that if you're able to find satisfaction in the quiet, if you're able to find purpose and joy and peace in the quiet, um, then you will, you will be able to find it anywhere else. 
you know? I know a lot of people, it's a popular saying, like, if you can make it in New York City, you can make it anywhere. But honestly, if you can make it in a town that nobody knows, out in the woods, like, alone, with nothing around you, then you can make it anywhere because you actually have to face yourself, be by yourself, be with God, be with your thoughts and and make something out of that. Like turn that into beauty, turn that into life, turn that into joy, turn that into purpose without needing anything else. Like, you know, and I, and I I'm kind of excited for this month because I can feel what he's doing. I can feel that he's like, you have been looking for purpose and validation and success in a big city because you think that's what will make you. But maybe, maybe you should just go into the quiet. And if you can find purpose and validation in God alone, in the quiet, then you won't need anything else. And... So yeah, that's that. I'm excited to be going back home. I'm not I mean I'm not excited, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to being with my family. I think this is like one of the very last times I'll get to be living with them before I'm a married woman. So I'm looking forward to that too. Like just that. Like this is the very last moments of my singleness <laughs> and yeah they get to experience that and I get to be with them that is that that's what's been going on that's what happened and that's what's happening that <laughs> we went a little bit into the past and now we're going into the future and I guess let's talk about the present now um I am <laughs> sitting in Malibu on a beach in Malibu El Matador I want to gatekeep this beach, but it's just way too beautiful that every time I'm here, I just like I have to let everyone know. It is just such a gem. It's gorgeous. So I'm I'm sitting in El Matador. You probably heard the waves. It's really beautiful. In the present time, I am feeling excited about life. I I got a manager for social media we're starting october 1st our contract starts so it feels like october just is has a whole new whole new door opening in october where i'm moving back home i'll be with my family and i'm taking content creation more seriously i had an epiphany recently where it was like you either do it or you don't you know you you keep doing this one foot in one foot out thing with content and it's like just do it or don't (laughs) and I have decided to do it so I'm like okay let's do it let's go full throttle but also let's take it slow like I have recent well in the present moment learned what the art of slow living truly looks like being content in the day-to-day taking things slow and being present like I'm just wanting to be more present I'm reading more I'm journaling more I'm praying more I think God is also calling me to a place of heavy heavy prayer um on behalf of my life because I 
the devil tried to take my life and take my family's life. And so he's been ushering me into a place of prayer for that. So more prayer, more reading the Bible, and more content, con- contentness. It's like slow living, paying attention to what I do with my body, paying attention to my screen time, paying attention to what I watch, what I consume, paying attention to what I eat, how I move. Yeah, just being present in my body and, and what goes in and out and, and what I'm surrounding myself with. I'm also, I have been also like deepening friendships recently reading more i feel whole these days you know i feel whole and that's a good thing um more exciting news wedding planning is on its way we paused for a little bit um until i was out of depression (laughs) and i think that was a good thing because we didn't know like when it'll end but it seemed like it ended sooner than we thought so i was like okay let's start planning again we're scaling a lot of things down. The African in me and my family, <laughs> we don't like it. But I don't know. I think right now what matters is just getting married and the and doing all that big, big hurrah, glamorous Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Just eh, it's not really important right now. It's like a covenant between you your partner and God and social media had just warped my perception of what a wedding is. Um, And it's easy. It's just a lot of societal pressure that you have to have this and you have to have that and you have to have a welcome party and you have to have a wedding at an Italian villa and you have to have a bachelorette at, I don't know, you just... So many things that you have to do. And it's like, wait, you don't have to do any of those things to actually get married. That's just, that's just for funsies. And I was forgetting that, that, that none of that stuff was actually important to the covenant that I was making. So I'm like, okay, let's actually focus on what's important right now. How can we celebrate it in the way that is true to us and not like what Instagram or my Pinterest board is telling me or my TikTok how can we celebrate it in a way that's true to us, in a way that's not so daunting and excruciating and causing me panic attacks every time I think about it? And, yeah, how can we actually, like, make the, our love what's more important in this whole shebang? Yeah, we have started planning a very beautiful, beautiful, intimate ceremony. We are definitely going to have a Ghanaian traditional one, too, but... That will come later. And I know that's not how it's done. Usually it's like a traditional ceremony before white wedding, but whatever. I make the rules around here. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just do what's best for you. Like, I think we just always want to do, like, what's going on in the world. And it's like, do what's best for you. If you feel that you're planning this, like, huge thing. What? you feel like you're playing this huge thing and it's like causing you stress, then don't do that. Do what's best for you. Do what will make the planning, if you're engaged or something, do whatever it'll 
do what will make planning beautiful and exciting for you and not dread dreading every moment of it. Um, yeah. So there are some good news. Thank you for listening. I can't wait to dive into more topics with y'all. I'm eating a grape right now. And it just made my mouth so watery. Like, I want to end this right now so I can finish my grape. But thank you guys so much for listening and and hearing what's on my heart. And hopefully the beach noise was not too, like, bad. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. And I'll talk to you in my next episode. (laughs) That's true. I love you. I do. I almost forgot to say that. I love you. And hang in there. If you're fighting tough feelings, it will get better. I know people say that all the time, but it will. Slowly, 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 the sun will rise. It's already rising. Do you see it? Do you see the little peak? (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.